Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 65. I've titled, Are You Drifting Away from God? We live in an ungodly world full of temptations, alternatives, and distractions that begin by subtle means to tempt us away from the Lord our God. When you neglect your spiritual walk, even for a short time, you begin to drift away from God. This is usually a gradual spiritual decline that doesn't end well. Paul gives us a message that begins in Hebrews chapter 1 and continues through Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4. Let's just read Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. This is a specific warning to us. Some of us are not where we once were in our work with God, and some of us are in the process of drifting away. There are several reasons why people drift. All are serious and all are avoidable. One is a lack of spiritual depth. Let's read Matthew 13, verses 5 through 7, speaking of the experience of one hearing the word of God. Verse 5. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered, because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Now let's jump down a bit and read verses 20 and 21 for a description of this person. Verse 20. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. If we settle for a shallow relationship, we won't make it through any rocky ground of our walk. Many Christians think God is okay with this kind of shallow spiritual life. A lack of spiritual depth will lead to an apathetic spiritual life. Another reason why some drift away is the habit of denying Christ. Let's read Mark 8, verse 38. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. There will be times in our life when we deny Jesus without realizing it. Many have done so in ways such as saving themselves a brief difficulty by not speaking up for Christ when they should. Then there have been those times when some have chosen the easy path and sold out Jesus in a moment for just a moment. This can easily turn into a habit for some and a clear sign of drifting away. We also deny him every time we choose to sin. Remember, 
We have an enemy bent on destroying us. Let go of those former idols and gods from your former life. Let's read Galatians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? An honest question to answer is, do you tend to visit your former life with its gods and idols when stressful times come instead of taking it to the Lord? When life gets tough or stressful, we find out what we're made of. We find out if our Christianity is fact or fiction. We find out if we worship with our mouths while our hearts are far from the Lord. We find out who we really turn to. Is it the bank, ungodly counsel, the government, or to God? Another reason why some drift away is that people get deceived by a false gospel. Let's read Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you've accepted, let them be under God's curse. Sometimes people drift because other people have deceived them. We must continually measure our opinions about God with scripture. If our beliefs and lifestyles do not match the Bible, we are wrong plain and simple. Some people get divided. Let's read Romans chapter 16 verse 17. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. There will always be people who seek to divide those around them. We must make the choice to stand up when and where God calls us to. Standing up for God is not always popular, but it is always the right thing to do. Let's read Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 to 5. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. The lampstand is the church and the presence of God within the church. 
Jesus commanded the church at Ephesus to repent. The Ephesian believers needed to reverse their spiritual decline and serve him as they did when the church began. A failure to heed Jesus' command would bring swift punishment. The church would not continue to exist as a witness for Jesus. The essential problem with drifting is that we don't fear sin. Even good churches go bad when they don't respond to sin as sin. The acceptance of sin in our culture has crept into more than a few churches. Another is rebellion against God and rejection of his grace. We live in an age where there is no fear over the consequences of sin. Society wants us to believe that God is love, and as such, he wouldn't hold us accountable for our actions. We no longer examine our lifestyle by the principles of scripture. We fool ourselves into believing that we live under grace, so we can live however we please. But God is clear on this issue. He loves sinners, but hates sin. So if God hates sin, how can we think it's okay? Then there is a lack of confession and repentance over sin. To repent means to turn away from the sin of, well, now you fill in the blank that applies to you. If your sin is lying and it has made a home in your lifestyle, don't minimize this sin because your neighbor's sin is much worse in your opinion. A big problem with many Christians that drift is that they have given their heart to Jesus verbally, but never repented of their sins. Sin doesn't bother some of us enough to confess it and repent of it. What follows is a lack of victory over sin. Victory begins with forgiveness, but is sustained through attitude. What does your attitude say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, or I can't overcome this right now. Our victory was gained through Jesus' resurrection from the dead. The only victories Satan can have over you are the ones you let him have. Let me repeat that. The only victories that Satan can have over you are the ones you let him have. Another issue is that some live far below the level we are meant to be living at in our faith. Increase your faith by reading the Word of God daily. Encourage and be encouraged by your fellow believers. Let's have a look at Hebrews 10 verse 25 not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And that day, of course, is the day of his return. Avoid drifting away. Stop living in a defeated attitude, a defeated outlook, and a defeated expectation. You have victory in Jesus, and now is the time to live out that victory day in and day out. When we strive to be like Jesus, it shows in our spiritual disciplines like prayer, Bible study, personal worship, and so on. When we are not striving for more spiritually, we settle for less and less and less. So, what do we do about drifting? Well, recognize that it's happening. Don't deny it or excuse it. 
You can't embrace what God wants to change in you unless you see your need. Excuses and denial prevent you from seeing your need. You will experience a greater move of God if you remember where you were in Jesus and surrender to him. My brothers and sisters, will you repent of your drifting? Return to those things that fired up your spiritual passions and your love for the Lord. Remember Revelations chapter 2 verse 5. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Experience personal renewal, revival, and rededication. If you are not as close to Jesus Christ as you once were or should be, make things right. Stop drifting away and draw near to God. Stop drifting away and come back to the relationship with Jesus you have been missing. Stop drifting away and walk in the intimacy you long for with Christ. Will you do it now? Let's pray. Father, forgive us for drifting away from you, for allowing other things to become more important in our lives, for not seeking you first. Help us to live aware, to choose wisely, to stay close to you and anchored in your truth. Apart from you, Lord, we have no hope. Thank you for your great love and mercy. Thank you that you wait for us, that you call us to yourself, and you strengthen us in our weakness. Thank you that you alone are our refuge and safety, and you fill us with hope. We come to you today, choosing to walk in your presence and light through Jesus Christ. Amen.